eating mammon. Okay? Um, and, and I'm going to talk about mammon a little bit, and immediately people say, well, mammon, that's money. I get it, you know? And, and I want you to understand that money's not evil. God said it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. So it's not money. So this, this message applies whether you have money or don't have money or think you don't have money or think you have money. It doesn't matter. There is a spiritual thing going on in the Eastern UP, and I don't know, maybe the rest of the nation, but I know specifically here, and we have to deal with these things. And as a pastor, I believe that it is my responsibility not only to identify, recognize, but teach you how to defeat these things so they're not operating in your life. Too many people look at their lives and they look at the lack or what I don't have instead of looking at what I have and what God can do with what I have. And I'm going to start by just telling you the mammon, the word mammon means wealth or assets or things that are important to us. That's a key word, important to us. Things that may be important to us may not be as important to the kingdom of God as what we make them to be. And so I want to I talk about this for a minute, and I'm going to start with this verse in 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1. And I want you to listen very carefully, and I'm going to go through these things fairly quickly because I want to pray over anybody that's dealing with this because this spirits, these spirits that I'm talking about all revolve around manna or money or assets, and it's a mindset. It's a belief system that needs to be broken. What you believe isn't accurate about who you are in Christ. I'm going to tell you, I, and listen, I am, money is involved, but it is not about money specifically that I'm talking. It is about a spiritual way that we look at things and do things. Why is it that we look at our situation and the first thing we turn to is, I don't have enough or I lack, rather than what do I have that, I can, that God can use to take me from where I'm at to where God wants me to be. How are you looking at it? Okay, so here we go. And, this, and let me tell you what. If you are a millionaire, you still have to deal with this thing. And I'll get into that in a minute. All right. So, 2 Kings chapter 4. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be slave. They were in debt. So the creditor is coming. Husband died. Can't make a living. There's no money coming in. I'm going to come in and enslave your children. Okay? So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me. Now listen, this is very important that you catch this. What do you have in your house? And the maidservant said, I have nothing in my house but this jar of oil. I've got nothing. So many times with this spirit of mammon that we're talking about, the first thing we look at, I don't have anything except this little something that's insignificant and nothing. And this is the whole spirit and the whole mindset that I'm talking about. We've got to change our mindset. Now listen, um, I would love to tell you, you know, that, that, hey, I am a word of faith, man, and I believe the gospel, and I believe that we should prosper. What does that word prosper mean? Does it just mean financially? No, I know millionaires that don't have joy and peace and hope. So it's not about money. It's about the spiritual mindset that we have concerning mammon. And there's a bunch of stuff connected to mammon. All right? So, and here's what it says. 
And then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. Gather a lot. Okay? And when you have come, when you've come in, you should shut the door behind you and your sons then pour into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And, and he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. When she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons may live on the rest. God supplied for their needs based on not what they saw as lack, but what they saw as what God can do with the little I have. But understand something. What did she have to do? First she had to acknowledge, no, I've got something. Then she had to step out in faith and say, you know what, I'm going to get empty pots. Now how much sense does that make? i got this little bit of oil, go get a bunch of pots and start filling them up. It's the same thing when it comes to our, with, with mammon, things that we desire, the things, our, our finances, it's the same thing. So many people look at what I don't have, and, and I'm going to get into some of those reason, reasons in a minute. But it says in Matthew 6.24, it says, You cannot serve God in riches. No one can serve two masters, for they either hate one and love the other, or else will be loyal to one and despise the other. You can't serve God in mammon. And again, it's not about having or not having money. It's about your spiritual mentality about it. Do you know there's people that get up every day and they are driven by mammon, by finances, by money. They're driven by it. Because either they don't think they've got enough or they've got so much they've got to hang on to it. But everything is driven by that. Every decision they make, driven by is it how much is it going to cost me? And Now you've got to count the cost. I'll tell you, let me give you one of the... Get ready now. I'm going to give you one deep spiritual insight. Get ready to write it down. Money is going to come. And money is going to go. Whew, heavy, heavy. And let me give you another heavy one. When you take your last breath, it ain't a going with you. So my question is, why are you putting so much of your life into it? Now, listen, I know we've got to work. We, we're in a system. You've got to pay bills. I get that. I get that. I understand that. But the mentality is, I don't have enough. I lack, so I, I have to go get. Instead of, okay, I'm lacking. Let me find some way to give to the Lord or what I have. I'm giving to you, Lord, and allow him to bless it. It is. So, and then it says, and again, I'm not going to read all of this, but it goes on to say, don't worry. Don't worry about your life, what you'll eat, your drink, or your body, or what you'll put on his life, not more than food and body, more than clothing. And then it goes on to say, our, you know, look, it says in verse 28, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, neither toil nor spin. And yet I say, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So if God clothes the grass of the field, which is today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? It is going to take faith to trust God to do things in your life. You've got to get rid of this poverty, mammon mentality of 
money drives everything. It does not drive the kingdom. It takes money in the kingdom. And there's no doubt about that. But listen, and, and I'm not, <laughs> I can already hear this. Oh, yeah, he's talking about money in church. And, you know, I'm not coming back to that church, all these preachers. Listen, I am not saying, listen, if you give me $91 in the next 91 minutes, you're going to have a 91 song blessing over your life right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not saying that. And listen, it's not for my benefit that I'm telling you this. It's for yours. I want you to prosper. In Christ, I want you to be prosperous. Why? Because I don't want Christians walking around beat down, defeated, and lacking when we should be on top, living good, and having a blast. But it is your absolute spiritual mindset when it comes to finances in a lot of cases. Okay? All right, I'm getting hot. Taking this off. Now, here we go. I want to deal with this first thing, poverty. Go ahead and put that slide up. I'm going to put it up. I'm going to read some scripture verses, and then later we're going to pray. If, if, if you're dealing with any of these things. This is kind of an attitude or spirit of never having enough. See, it's more than a lack of money. The spirit of poverty convinces you not only do you not have money, but you're nothing, and therefore you cannot get ahead. And that is contrary to what the Bible says. You are more, it says, than a conqueror. And if you are in Christ Jesus, that makes you somebody. All right? It also said even the rich can be bound this. They hang so tight onto their money and they're such misers. I mean, think about it. You've got millionaires that are, that are committing suicide because I'm hanging on their money so tight. Oh, my goodness, what if I lose a dollar? What a terrible thing. What a terrible thing. That is still the spirit of, you've got a spirit of poverty and you're wealthy. So it's a spiritual thing. It's a mindset. It has nothing to do with how much money you got. Now, poverty haunts people with fear of not having enough. Now, you can take poverty and, and that, add that fear to it, and it can lead to greed. And I'll talk about greed in a while. But you put those two things together. A poverty mentality is, I, I, I'm not going to have enough. I'm never going to have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. So I've got I've to go get. I've got 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 to go get. So goodness gracious, let me go get four or five jobs. You know, let me abandon my children and my wife because I've got to go get money. Now listen, I understand it, and there's no condemnation. If you've got to work two and three jobs to make end meet, I get it. I get it. But this next spirit, I'm going to lead right into this and, and go ahead to the next slide. The next one is, well, let me give you some scripture verses on poverty first. It says in Philippians 4.19, And my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, I had a pastor get up one time, and, and he was quoting this scripture, and, and he said, And my God, my God will supply. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's my God, too. So it's not like my God's going to supply for all you peons. No. No. Paul was just saying, the God that I serve, the God that you serve, will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glories. Supply for all your needs according to his riches for your needs. Now listen, there's been times in my life we've had not much, but our needs were taken care of. And there's been times in our life we've had abundance and our needs were taken care of. And it didn't have any money, anything to do with the money. How is it? Some of you can attest to this. Some of you didn't have much, 
and you had some peace and joy, and now you got more. Is your lifestyle standard changed much? No. When I didn't have a lot of money, I could still go to Burger King and get a chocolate malt once in a while if I wanted one. And now I got a lot, I can still go to the same Burger King and get a chocolate malt if I want one. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how people learn to live within what God provides. But see, poverty says, I don't have enough. I'll never be enough. I can't do, I'll never be. Wrong mentality, not the kingdom of God. That's a whole other kingdom. And so it says, listen to this. Let your conduct be without covetous. Be content. Uh-oh. Big fat word right there. Content. Can you be content with what God has? But see, poverty says, I can't be content where I'm at. I've got to have more. I've got to have more. Tell me, when is enough enough? When is, when is more enough? When can this content can come? Is it $100,000, $150,000, $200,000, $450,000, $1,000,000, $2,000,000, $10,000,000? Because let me give you another big revelation. There's always going to be somebody that's got more money than you. Do I care? No. Be content. Now, that does not mean, I'm going to say something. There's a difference between being content and being lazy. Don't be lazy. Get off your blessed assurance and go do something. Okay? But you can be content with where God has you. But it's okay to desire more if it's in the right mindset. I desire more of God, so God, you'll open a door, and I'll walk through it, and I will be blessed with maybe more finances. But it's not, I'm not after the finances, I'm after you. Do you see the difference? Now, the Lord, it says here, it says uh, Hebrews 13, 5 and verse 6, it says, So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Okay, now, let's go to the next one, debt. This is not so much as borrowing as overextending. Do you know how many people in this nation are just about bankrupt because of they're, they're, they're serving a little plastic card. Let me tell you what to do with that little plastic card. Get some shears of the Spirit. Because let me tell you something. When you make a purchase with that plastic, you have now made a covenant and a commitment to that person to pay that, to pay that debt. And do you know that when you do that, you are a slave to that thing? You are. Just like this woman. There was a debt. I'm coming to make your kids slaves. Do you know how many people's kids are going to be slaves to their debt? Whew. Like I say, chunka, 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 chunka. When my wife and I first got married, we made a commitment to each other. We've got credit cards. Every month we pay it off. And the first month that we didn't pay it off, we cut them all off. This never happened because we, but, you know, my wife is frugal. <laughs> Praise God. So debt. It's going to cause you not to keep your word with the lender. It can. It'll work with a spirit of lust, and we'll talk about that, because lust isn't just a physical thing about men, women, lusting. It's, oh man, anything you desire, and you'll do anything to get. 
Cause you to buy everything your beady little eyes see. Woo! Home network shopping. Woo-hoo! I can do it from the ease of my home, my telephone, and my credit card. Oh, I got to have six of those and three of those and 14 of those and a half dozen of those. Oh, I got to have, I got to have, I got to have, I got to have more. I got to have more. That's lust. One, if one's good, two's better. I need three chainsaws. Well, you might. <laughs> because of what he does. But I need three of this and four of that and six of those. Really? I, I was just watching last night on TV these couponers, these super couponers peoples. And, and this lady, this was a quote. If I don't have at least a two-year stock of stuff, then I'm under, and I'm like, what? <laughs> two years worth of stuff? Don't tell me that not, it's not only a poverty mentality, but a lust mentality at the same time, driving you to, and these people are driven. Now, hey, I'm all about it. I watched a lady purchase $900 worth of food for less than 100 Praise God for that. But you should see, they built it. They built a whole other barn for their stuff. But if Jesus shows up tomorrow and their soul's required of them, somebody else is going to get their stuff. When I leave this planet, there ain't going to be no stuff to get. Uh, I'm giving it away before I go. But, and so, and it says, you may, it may even work with this with a spirit of lack to stop the job so that you can't pay your debtor. See, these are spiritual mindsets. Well, I guess that's just my luck. That's just my, my lot in life. Man, I just about get there and something slaps me down. You know what? Get this right. Get this right, what you're saying. Get your thinking right. And then, in Luke 6.38, give and you'll receive. Your gift will, and I, put, I did this in the English Standard Version because I like the way it put it. Some of you aren't going to like it. Give and you'll receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Now, here's what happens with this giving thing that I'm talking about to, to, get, to get out of this debt. I believe you can give your way out of debt. Now, but here's the thing. People expect God to do something. They've got no seed in the ground and nothing for God to work with. This woman said, I don't have anything. If she had not said, okay, I've got this little bit of oil, let me give that, God couldn't have worked. Here's, it would be just like a farmer going into his cornfield, tilling up all the ground and saying, okay, corn, grow. There's no seed in the ground. There's nothing planted. But I expect it to grow. God, you're not blessing me. Why aren't you blessing me? Come on. We've got to sow something. And listen, I know, I, and this is a, a friend of mine. I'll never forget. He told me, he says, boy, if God ever drops a million dollars on me, boy, I can't wait to write this big check for the church. And I'm thinking, what are you doing with your dollar? You know how many zeros in a million dollars? You know what kind of check? Hand to be shaken. Listen, and I understand this. Because when I first got born again, I married a wife. She was a tither, man. She was a giver. And, and she'd write a tithe check every, month, every week. And I'd go, that's my truck. That's my new truck. You're giving my new truck to the church. She says, no, I'm giving it to God. And I says, are you sure about this? And she, I'll never forget, she looked me stern in the eye. She says, it's always been that way. It's all going to be that way. I said, well, all right. And I learned some things, and I believe wholeheartedly. And you know what? We have always done that, and we have never, we've never, now listen, we have never lacked. 
Doesn't mean we've always been rich or had money, but we've never lacked. Never lacked to the point where, you know what, somebody brought me some groceries one day and we desperately need them. But I didn't lack because God provided for my needs. Amen? So we've got to get this right. And then we've got to start getting this right. Because we think we're in poverty and we think that we don't have anything. We think we lack and that's what we say. Well, we'll never have enough. You know, and, you know, and, and. That, that blessing of a vehicle that you got, six months later it starts to clink and clank. All oh, this piece of junk's never any good and it's always breaking out. Well, just keep confessing it. That'll get you where you want to go. So give. And again, it's, it's hard. And I understand it is so hard for your mind to get wrapped around. Wait a second, I don't have much. I'm barely hanging on. And, and preacher, you're telling me that to, to give? I am not telling you to do anything. This is what the Word of God says. You do it or you don't do it. It's completely up to you. I'm not checking to see what you're given or not given. It's between you and God. But I'm telling you, I'm trying to help us because we've got to, in the eastern upper peninsula, it's almost like poor is the thing to be. And I'm not talking about poor financially necessarily, but poor in all kinds of areas. And I'm saying no. So let's go to the next slide. Now lack. What is lack? Causes things to be withheld from you. Things that really rightfully yours aren't being let loose. This spirit will do all it can to postpone your blessings, your raise, your bonus, even people just wanting to bless you. Okay? And we can break that. Now I want you to look at this. The spirit of lack. Do you know what? This is how God provides. The Israelites, they lift... They left Egypt 40 years. They walked around. Their sandals never wore out. Bless God, that, that set of tires is going to last forever. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, again, I'm not saying that you don't have to change your tires once in a while because goodness gracious. You know, I mean, some of you, you transport kids around. You've got to have decent tires. But see, the lack will tell you, I don't have enough to be able to do that. I'm never going to have enough to be able to do that, so I'm going to take my life in my hands. I'm saying I don't believe that that's God for your life. I believe that we can break those things. It says right here in James 1.7, every good thing given and every perfect gift from is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. Psalms 20, may he grant you according to the heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. Psalms 37, 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Let's go to the next one. I'm going through these quickly, but it's on purpose. Spirit of lust. Now, immediately everybody thinks lust. They think that it's a physical, sexual thing. Oh, I said sexual in church. Yes, I did. Because let's, let's be honest about what this is. Okay? It's a spirit. But it has to do with our human lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, the three things they talk about in John, 1 John, all right? Everything is a, that draws man or woman away from God. Money, boy, people lust after money. People lust after things. People lust after toys. And forget God, I've got to go out and I've got to work more so I can get this thing that is not bringing me any closer to God. 
Now, seek first the kingdom, and I believe all the stuff will be added unto you. It's not that God doesn't want you to have toys and have fun and have, enjoy this life on this planet. But what are you seeking? The minute you get off and start seeking the stuff, then you're not seeking Him, then that is lust, and God can't bless that. All right? Lust searches and searches and is never satisfied. Never. Never. Okay? Uh, I'll use, uh, you know, I mean, I, and, and again, I'm not hammering away to ice fishing or fishing. I love, I used to ice fish, but it's that, it's that I've got to get the bigger one. Got to get the bigger one, you know? I got a truck, but I got to get the bigger truck. Then I got to get the biggest truck. Then I got to big, get the biggest, biggest, biggest truck. And then it's got to be in the fanciest new color. And then it's got to have a hand warmer, seat warmer, arm warmer, head warmer, this warmer, that warmer. You know, it starts itself, it backs itself up pretty soon. You won't even have, you can just snooze while it's driving. Okay. But it's, it's that more and more, amen. Seek God and believe that it'll come. I'm not saying don't, don't believe God for stuff. That's okay. But I'm saying what, it's got to be you're, you forever, you're driving, 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 and you are never satisfied. That's what lust does. It drives you to a point you are never, and listen, I know what I'm talking about because this demon had a hold of me. And it wasn't a sexually perverted type of a thing, but I was driven in my life, driven by having to do more, be more, because I needed to be somebody. I wanted to prove that I was something. That, that will drive you. And that, I'm telling you, we need to get that broken in your lives. Death, lack, poverty, it's got to go. Lust. And it says, like, now listen to this. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, Temptations are going to come that we may not be able to handle in and of ourselves. That's what he's saying here. You better rely on God because God will give you the escape for it. Because there's times in my life, everything in my flesh, the lust in my life says, nah, I don't even want a way out. I, I want this. I, but if you're hearing from God, listen, you'll never convince me that anybody ever got into, into, a, into, into adultery or anything else if, if they're, they're Christian at all, that God didn't have a hundred warning signs and flags before you ever got there. Somebody made a decision. Okay? Now, I am saying that you can be freed from that, you can be delivered from that, and those are some of the things that need to be broken in our lives. And listen, every one of us deals with it. We do. Different things, it doesn't matter. Again, it's not just a, a man-woman sexual thing. It's, it's a spirit that drives everything. How many do you know people that, it doesn't matter, man. You got a beautiful house, but it's not big enough, it's not beautiful enough. I got a truck, it's not big enough, it's not beautiful enough. It's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough, it's never enough, it's never enough, it's never enough. It drives you. That can be broken, and I've watched it broken in people's lives. You can be content with what God has given you, Seek Him and expect Him to give you more. That's the proper order. We've got to break the mentality in the Eastern Upper Peninsula of this. 
I can never have more, and I'll never have enough, and it'll never be good enough, and I'm always going to be this, and I'm always going to be poor, and this is just my lot in life. Hooey. Hooey. It, it is a lie. And I'm not saying that, hey, you're going to start these principles and whoosh, you're going to be a millionaire all of a sudden. Or that you may not struggle financially. That is not what I'm saying. But it's a mindset and it's a spiritual thing. And it says then, it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Say that again. Galatians 5.16. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if you are focusing on God's stuff, the flesh doesn't have room to move. I'll tell you what, it's pretty hard for me when I'm in prayer and in the presence of God to get off on any stuff of my own. Most of the time, though, what happens is people say, I don't have time to get in the presence of God because I've got to do stuff. So I'm doing stuff, and I'm fulfilling one side of this thing, but I'm not walking in the Spirit because I'm not spending the time that I need. And I'm not saying you've got to, you know, every, every morning you've got to suck, suck carpet mites out of the carpet for an hour. But I'm saying in all your ways acknowledge Him. Be thinking of Him. Be, what is the Scripture verse saying? This is how I'm walking. And let me tell you something. Just that in and of itself, that's a battle. Your flesh still rises up and lust still comes up and these things still come up and you have to battle and you battle and you battle and you battle. That's when you call somebody on the phone and say, look, I'm battling. Pray for me. Agree with me in prayer. Give me a scripture verse. Let me stand on this. Let me meditate on that so I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. People that don't know Jesus, guess what they do? They fulfill the lust of the flesh because that's all they know. But we as Christians, we still have this flesh to deal with, but we can do it spiritually. Romans 12, 2, New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. Let me say that again. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. The world's doing it, mm, probably a good idea for us not to. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. 1 John 2.16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Okay? So we know those things that we're talking about, that we talked about today, those are spiritual strongholds in their mindsets. And those strongholds are right here. You do what you believe. I mean, that's what people do. I believe that if you give, you'll reap. If you sow, you'll reap. I believe that. And so guess what? That's what I do. If you don't believe that, you won't do that. So this is where the battleground is right here. I am not trying to convince you of anything. I'm just telling you this is what God says, and I'm saying that we can break some of these spiritual bondages in people's lives of this debt, this lack, this never enough, I'm never going to be anything. And you've even told yourselves, well, I'm nothing. I'm never going to be anything. You know, it's always been this way. It's always going to be this way. No. God is a God of seasons. I believe that you're in a season and move on to the next season. And I believe God that supplies, my God that supplies, or let me put it this way, our God that supplies all of our needs 
according to his riches and glory, will bless you. But you've got to do your part. You've got to be given. You've got to be sold. And you've got to be tithing. You've got to be doing those things to allow God to be able to move. If you want to do it yourself in your way in the flesh, then you've got to continue to do it. You see, I can say when, when things get tough, I can say, Lord, you check my spiritual record. I've given. I sow. I do these things. So I have a right to reap. And so, Lord, I'm, I'm trusting you. I mean, Kathy and Archie are going to share testimony next week about that very thing. Give, 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 give. Lose everything. God bless. According to his riches and glory. Far beyond what they could even imagine. Amen? So, I'm going to close the Bible. Here's what we're going to do. If you're dealing with any of these things, I don't care. And I'm going to bring some people up to pray. And you come to whoever you want to to pray for you. But it doesn't matter. We're all going to pray the same thing. Whatever it is you come. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to understand something. I want, we are going to agree with you in prayer. And I know it's a little bit late. And if you've got to sneak out, go ahead. But I want to make sure that everybody's got the opportunity to pray over these things. Debt, lack, poverty, lust, no matter what it is. You come up and just say, this is what I need prayer for. And we are going to agree with you. You are the one that's going to have to make the stand because guess who's going to have to do the fighting? You are. I am going to agree with you, and God has provided all that you need according to, his, according to His riches and glory. He's given you everything you need. So we're going to agree with that, and we're going to agree that God is going to destroy that's something that's already been destroyed. You're going to walk in the fullness of what God's Word says, and these things, poverty, debt, lack, lust, uh, greed, these things are going to be eliminated from your life. And you are going to see God move, that you are going to have more abundance. But if you're hanging on to things pretty tight, you better loosen up and start sowing if you are going to reap. I, I'm sorry, I'm not taking an offering so you can relax. <laughs> but I want you to understand, this is a sowing and reaping is a biblical principle. If you've got no seed in the ground, what do you expect to reap? And immediately some are saying, wow, yeah, it's still all about money. Then you missed my whole point today. You have missed the whole point if you think this is about money. Money is a component. It's a tool. It's, a, it's just a device. It's nothing. It's a spiritual mindset that's got a hold on some people. And they may live in poverty, and they think somehow they deserve to live there. And I'm saying no. Break that mentality and watch God move. And I'm not saying that, you know what, all of a sudden I'm going to, like I said, well, that's it. I've given my tithe or my giving or I've done whatever I'm doing and okay, now that's it, God, you're going to take, it's still a battle. You still got to walk it out. You still got to fight through it. You still got to do those things. However, God will now get on the scene and help you. And I can, I could bring people after person after person up here that can testify to that very thing. So, go ahead, you guys are going to play. We can go ahead and shut the lights down. Um, Jamie, Anna, come on up. You guys come up. Rod, Roger, you guys come up. Tom, come on up. Davine, where are you at? Come on up. If you need prayer, just to break that mindset. Yeah, we'll just move this back here. Let me grab this. Okay. If, if you just need prayer for that, any of those things, 
you're struggling with that. Or you just feel like, you know what? I just can't seem to get ahead. We want to agree with you in prayer to break that in your life. To, to, to open up the floodgates so God can pour upon you all the blessings that are yours. That are yours. Because you are more than what the enemy is trying to tell you you are. 